1: I'm Matthew
0: and this is spilled milk the show where we cook something delicious eat it all and you can't have it
1: and today we're going to be talking about unpopular fish the kind of fish that people love to hate but we love to love mackerel catfish herring anchovies sardines that kind of fish and I'm pleased to say that we have a special guest with us who is a fish expert and a private chef here in Seattle Becky Sellingit. welcome to the show thanks for having me so what the hell is a private chef is it like is, a private dancer? Yeah,
2: that was what I was wondering. If I, it is like a private dancer, I don't charge enough. And I really need to start charging a lot more. But I don't do any private dancing. I just do some private cooking. Which yeah. is kind of funny because it's like, what's a personal chef? What's a private chef? There's a lot of confusion. But personal chef sounds a little like personal massager. So mm-hmm. I prefer to go with private chef. Personal chef is like cook food, put it in the refrigerator for a week or freezer. Private chef, you do multi-course dinner parties.
1: So how, how rich do I have to be before I can hire you? <laughs>
2: Um, you have to be pretty rich, okay. um, but I also, <laughs> I also do parties for, you know, friends of mine who aren't rich by, you know, everybody chips in some money. So, oh, okay. you know, you can, you can, you can hire me for like 50 bucks a person.
1: I, I understand that, uh, you, uh, are appearing on a new TV show.
2: Maybe we <laughs> we filmed a pilot for a show called Mission Sustainable. I thought and it was called
1: Private Dancer. It's
2: not called Private Dancer, and Tina Turner does not appear in the show. Damn. Darn it! Darn it. <gasps> um, and we're premiering it on Thursday night at the Seattle Center. And basically, it's like Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, except everyone's wearing a lot of fleece and using recycled toilet paper, and not everybody's <laughs> gay. But you know, it's it's like a green makeover show, essentially. So, what about your book? So I co-authored a book called The Washington Local and Seasonal Cookbook, um, mm-hmm. but I'm working really hard right now on a book on sustainable seafood which uh, with Sasquatch Press, and that should be out um, as soon as I'm done.
0: Matthew, maybe we should talk for a second about what we mean by unpopular fish.
1: We mean like fish that have a strong flavor or fish that are small um, that uh, you have to take on the, the head of the fish maybe appearing on your plate And uh, these these fish get a bad rap, and uh, for the most part, they're like healthy, abundant fish um, that I think are really delicious. And I feel like I have a bit of a uh, bit of a mission to uh, to promote these fish. I know what are some of your favorite fish in that category?
2: Well, I grew up on on the East Coast and um, in a Jewish family, and so you know I was pretty much bottle fed on pickled herring. Uh So I'm not really the best person to talk about it being unpopular because I absolutely adore little. Stinky fish. Yeah, um, I, I do too.
1: I, I think none of us are the best person. And that's why we're the right people to, yeah. to bring unpopular fish yeah. to America. All
2: but that, there are some myths that I'd like to oh, de- yeah. debunk. Um, and one of, one one of them is that some of them are just not stinky at all, and if and if they are stinky, there's there's a serious problem. Going on, like which which fish are you
0: thinking of? Sardines,
2: fresh sardines are—they smell lovely. Like just you know, just like all other fish, I think an ocean breeze kind of smell. And if they smell really funky, there's something wrong with them. So sardines, I think, especially get a bad rap um, when they're fresh. I think um, you know, canning it traps in some of the the smells a little bit, but but fresh sardines are awesome.
1: go back to pickled herring for a minute, because uh, Ma, you admitted earlier that uh, you've never actually had pickled herring. I'm a totally bad
0: Jew. I've never had pickled herring. And in fact, like, I'm out of here. I'm <laughs> so, so out of here. I can't this interview's even over. imagine what a whole herring would look like. I've never eaten herring. I've never eaten it pickled or any other way. Never. This
2: is one of those small little fish. I mean, yeah. it's pretty nondescript it's looking. It's little. For
0: some mm-hmm. reason, I always pictured it being big. Wow, I am. Totally bringing out all of my inadequacies
2: here. Where did you grow up? Oklahoma. Well, that explains a lot, I think.
1: Now, what about what about anchovies, and in particular, canned anchovies? Uh, I know, I know you have experience with them, Molly because I've had them on pizza at Delancey.
0: Yeah, we have gone through a lot of different brands of canned anchovy, trying to find the right one—the one that's sort of not too pungent, or you know, just very often they are incredibly intense and very salty. And uh, we we have discovered that if you, at first, do not like the anchovy before you, well, try, try again. Because <laughs> brands are all different. And uh, we had some for a while that were really nice, but they required a little bit of soaking in uh, in water or milk to sort of make them uh, a little more mild. Uh, but right now we're using a brand called Scalia. No relation to justice, Scalia. <laughs> and, uh, and it's pretty great. I would also recommend a brand that's a little easier to find in stores. Called oh,
1: RenQuest? Lover-
0: <laughs> uh, uh-huh. uh, called La Rustikella. and uh, it comes in a little glass jar and they're great. They have a really wonderful to me true anchovy flavor without having any of the nose wrinkling qualities that we sometimes associate with anchovies
1: now when i was a kid anchovies on pizza was like a threat it's like you know if uh, if you're not good we'll get anchovies on your pizza and uh, so i was really surprised to discover one day that anchovies on pizza are actually really good yeah
0: yeah no they're fantastic with you know with the sort of brightness of the tomato and maybe with a little bit of olive
2: and yeah my grandmother used to have anchovies on her pizza with a beer and we thought she was badass wow <laughs> she would it take them all badass. off everybody else's pieces and she'd eat them so- Badass. That's, That's what I'm going to do when,
1: when I'm an old man. Uh, this, <laughs> when you're actually, my grandmother? <laughs> when I'm your grandmother. No, this, this, this episode is actually seems like it's really good preparation for uh, for being an elderly person.
0: Right. <laughs> when I start eating like sardines smashed onto toast or something. Right. Nothing right. wrong with that. No. Okay. Nothing wrong Speaking with that. Speaking of which, we have in front of us today some Triscuits that, uh, that I brought. And uh, I'm thank you for very, bringing the triscuits with it's Very generous. I brought some triscuits, <laughs> which we have smeared with Roland extra strong Dijon mustard, and then I have uh, coarsely chopped some sardines. And uh, we're trying two different kinds of sardines today. One is from Portugal. It's Angelo Par- Parodi brand, uh, packed in olive oil. And the other is Albo from Spain, which sounds a lot like Alpo. Don't, don't make the mistake of confusing the two. <laughs> also packed in olive oil. And uh, i got to say, they're pretty delicious with this mustard and these triscuits.
1: Yeah, I, real, I was nervous about it because I have to admit, I've never in my life had a canned sardine before. Me I,
0: neither. Um,
2: okay, that's just shocking.
1: So, what you, do you do? You I, keep I a can on you at all times. All
2: the, right, now in my pants.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you're happy to see us,
2: exactly. So you guys have <laughs> right. had you've had fresh sardines. So that's the thing I wanted to just point out. You've had fresh sardines, but you've never had cans. Yeah, sardines. we're total snobs. Yeah. But why so unpopular? That's my question. Like I think it's why? It's a class uh, thing. Well, it's like a it's like a junior high school thing. Like there's salmon, <laughs> there's tuna, there's shrimp and they're all hanging out in the clique and then there's like these little tiny <laughs> fish like looking in the window all sad and pathetic and it turns out that they're the coolest kids but you didn't know that then. That was, that's, that's, that's like me.
1: That, that's like me too. Totally. I, mean, wow, I, I, just, was, I was I was the so I was the smelt of high school You smelt. <laughs>
2: I've been testing a lot of sardine recipes recently and as long as you handle them appropriately, they, they can be very mild. Mm-hmm. And I've fed some to April who was a sworn sardine hater and she absolutely loved them. And she didn't think they tasted fishy at all. She thought they were just luscious and delicious. Yeah. So it's how you handle them. Mm-hmm. So were
1: you working on sardine recipes for your book? Yeah. Can you give a sneak preview of a sardine recipe that might make sure. cut?
2: Sure, yeah. yeah. There's two that we tested the other night that came out really well. Well, so we were talking about like, you know, how do you handle them to to make them delicious? And I think that For sardines, they can handle some big flavors to go with them. And so one of them, um, I actually, we smoked the sardines whole. Wow. And served them. We also put a tomato on this, in the smoker and then made a smoked tomato sauce to go with it with some greens, like Mm. some frisée. And it was fabulous. It was so delicious. Just that nice smoky flavor in there. And it was a whole sardine. And then another one we did, which was, you know, a lot easier was we just pan fried the sardines and then made a salad with pine nuts and currants Mm. and fennel. And Meyer lemon. Do you know lots of
0: bright notes? Lots lots of of really
2: bright notes and, you know, a little bit of olive oil, a little bit of lemon over the top and some mint. We stuffed mint inside of them and then pan seared them. And it was just very simple and it was so mild.
0: What I want to point out is that, you know, so now that Matthew and I have lost our sardine virginity today, Mm -hmm. maybe he can agree with me on this. Oh my God. I witnessed that. (laughs) (laughs) You watched it. Um, I think I contributed to it. I think Mm -hmm. you did. I think you even may have taken part a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, What I want to point out is that, to me, the flavor of these, in particular, the Angelo Parodi one, the the Portuguese one, which is really delicious and meaty, (laughs) it really tastes a lot like these fresh sardines that I had.
1: Yeah, it it really does. And, um, I mean, God, they're like four bucks. Here, right?
0: Yeah, this was $4.399 at the Spanish table in Seattle.
1: That's that's the thing about loving unpopular fish because fish, you know, fish, it's expensive. You can't have fish for dinner every day. But uh, if you like unpopular fish, you can afford quite a lot of fish. Um, When I buy mackerel, which is what we're going to be having for lunch, um, I typically buy frozen mackerel and uh, it freezes perfectly well. And a couple of mackerel fillets is enough to feed my whole family, and that's like $5. Well, let's
0: try that soup.
1: Okay, so I've made um, Kyoto miso mackerel hot pot, and it's from uh, one of my. Why, why is that funny?
0: <laughs> I don't know that it's got such a, a an official title. It's the Kyoto official. <laughs> mackerel.
1: The Kyoto miso mackerel
2: hot pot. I mean, it sounds like a government <laughs> <on Sunday>. governmental <laughs> soup or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh God, I love governmental soup. Okay, so how did you like the the official hot pot of Kyoto? <laughs>
2: I mean, it's a good thing that it's so good because there's only one.
1: That's right. We we uh, it was the least sustainable <laughs> soup in the world because we just ate it all and that's it. Right.
2: No meaning. It's the official. Right. I understand. So it's, the right. Only.
1: it's like it's like we you know we use the Olympic torch to light our hibachi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, thank you. All jokes aside, I really enjoyed it, and I really love that you're so into mackerel. And uh, my only question was, why leave the skin on the mackerel in the soup?
1: I, I think the, the reason, there are two reasons the skin is always left on the mackerel, I think. Number one is because it would be really hard to take off. Uh, and number two, and, and it's really good when it gets crispy. I agree with you that it's kind of slippery in soup, but it looks awesome. It does. You know, it's it got does. this iridescent blue with stripes. And, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's that's the reason that uh, in French, and this is not a joke, the word for mackerel is the same as the word for pimp.
2: Sweet. flashet
1: Which sort of leads into our, our important question. Uh, philosophical question.
0: I kind of wanted to ask Becky what fish she would be if she were a fish, you know? I mean, maybe Matthew would be a, a pimp fish, which is to say a mackerel. <laughs> Obviously that's what Matthew would you be. Know,
1: it's, it's fun. I mean, Fish. every fish has like 17 different names. You know, I wonder if mackerel ever is called pimp fish. It seems like it should be. Now it is.
0: Yeah, look for it in this week's recipe, the uh, official hot pot of Kyoto with pimp fish. Right. <laughs> anyway, so Becky, what's your power fish? Sorry to interrupt
2: there. My power fish, um, I have two power fish. Mm-hmm. I think most people would see me as a clam. Okay, okay. Are you a Um, giant clam? I'm often confused for a clam. No, just a real modest, small clam. But then some days I feel like a gooey duck. Oh, yeah. Do you have a siphon
0: that you like to (laughs) send out?
2: I do. It's very, very large. Wow. Yes. People Mm. are jealous, often. I can imagine. Yeah, I live a long time. I'm... Quite large. So
1: okay, <laughs> uh, let's let's turn let's turn the fish cannon on, on you. <laughs> like, what, fish can- fish cannon. what what is your spirit fish?
0: I think that I would be a shark. <gasps> um, I would want to be a shark because I just think they're really cool looking in general.
1: And and they bite people. <laughs> and then
0: they bite people. What I like about sharks is that they're very bad at sharing in general. They just sort of want all for themselves. And I think about myself, you know. Back in those days of being an unpopular fish in right. grade school, I uh, I would never share. You know, if you didn't bring your pencil to class and you asked me for a pencil, what I would say is you should have brought your own. So I think there's something very shark-like about that. That's yeah.
1: good. Until you said that, I was going to say you know, shark is kind of a cop-out answer. Like, if we ask what what's your spirit animal, it's a say, cop-out
0: answer. What? I deep, I feel deeply connected. No, no, no.
1: You convinced <laughs> me. I, I I was skeptical at first. I was thinking, you know, like it's like if I asked you what animal are you, using, I'm the lioness, I'm like tiger. So yeah, you know, you and everyone else. Um, but but no, I,
2: yeah right. How many people? How many people are a clam? <laughs> okay, well my okay. My second
0: answer would be that I'd like to be a whale, but a whale's not a fish; it's oh. a mammal. So oh, close enough. Give me yeah. some slack, man.
2: Okay, everybody, we have a we have a sh- selfish shark. We have <laughs> we have a clam. We have, a, we, have a, we have a large phallic. Gooey duck, and what were you, Matthew? Well,
1: I'm gonna. You're a pimp. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give two answers also, since that seems to be the thing. The thing of the day. Um, The two sides to my personality. I'm gonna be the smelt on one side, like kind of uh, shrimpy, hangs out in the corner, uh, (laughs) low priced, Uh, (laughs) and uh, and then and then on the other side, uh, I'm gonna be the pimp fish because uh, you know in in my in my mind, I'm uh, I'm always representing.
2: Great, And And. scene.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You've been listening to Spilled Milk, the show that puts you in touch with your spirit, Fish. And thanks again to our special guest this week, Becky Selling It.
2: Thank you. Pimpfish and shark teeth.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm Matthew Amster Burton.
0: And I'm Molly Weisenberg.
1: You can find this week's recipes and recipes from all of our shows and all of our previous episodes at SpilledMilkPodcast.com.
2: eaten that often I in the States.
0: What did you just say? <laughs> did you just say
2: that? No, I you did. You said, I'm not eaten all that often in the States. You did just say that, didn't you not? So you did. Wait, do you think I said I'm not? <laughs> yeah, you said I'm not. I, I'm not. right? Is that what you mean? I'm not. Oh. I am not often eaten or my, eaten often in my the United fish.
0: States. Not me personally. But you said I am
2: not. I'm I'm projecting. I'm being my fish. Okay, I'm 12 years old. That's okay. you can't say stuff like that without getting a response. <clears throat>